18 months ago, the U.S. economy capsized. But was that a bad thing? This originally appeared at thegrangehall.com. October 20, 2008 Middle Dot Growthiness N. Exceptionally Fast in Growing and Gaining Weight By Stephen Hunt In Wall Street, the Oliver Stone drama everyone is talking about at the moment, much to Ollie's chagrin, since W just came out, Borden Gecko, played with such legendary ooze by Michael Douglas, utters that legendary line made famous during the junk bond days of the 1980s by Ivan Bosky. Greed is good. 20 years later, as the global economy appears to be caving in on an almost daily basis, I have a follow-up for Gordo, you need to watch this film if only to catch a glimpse of the enormous phones that passed as hip mobiles in the mid-1980s, they look like more like Maxwell's smart shoe phone than a cell phone. Who said growth is good? No one ever seems to suggest, in the business pages, that there is something to be said for not growing. Guys who run multi-billion dollar companies don't dare set foot in a boardroom with the news that growth is flat and how that's okay. All of Wall Street has been addicted to growthiness for so long, they're willing to do anything to get their fix even destroy the savings of tens of millions of investors who were under the impression they were dealing with financial professionals, not a bunch of growth junkies. Those economic stats measuring whether or not we have entered a recession leave so much out, don't they? Like the quality of people's lives, for starters. I live in Alberta, which has just gone through three years of rampaging growth. For about 150 weeks in a row, we got a growth report every week that was generally nothing but good news, if you're the type who presumes that growth can only be good. Housing prices up 35% a year. Budget surpluses of billions. Oil companies reporting multi-billion dollar earnings. Every single quarter. The skyline has so many construction cranes poking up that it looks a little like Dubai around here most days. Calgary really is the final frontier of the economic boom, it's the last city standing in North America still making any money. The rub is that most of the million people who live here, like the artists, the students, the seniors, and everyone who doesn't work in the oil and gas industry, just feel a lot like the same gang living in New York. I lived there for seven years in the early 90s, felt as one by one their neighborhoods were overwhelmed by the arrival of young professionals bearing six-figure year-end bonuses, who wanted expensive housing, designer coffee and no poor people around to remind them that not everyone gets rich trading derivatives. Up here, they're tearing up northern Alberta digging the oil out of the sand. It makes an astonishing mess of the planet. It takes the old idea of growth as good and multiplies it exponentially. There's plenty of oil in them that are tar sands, plenty of dough to be made for plenty of people, and damn it, no one ever mistook Fort McMurray for Puerto Vallarta at the best of times. The Alberta government has proceeded to allow the oil sands to be developed sort of the way Phoenix and San Diego and cities throughout Florida and Las Vegas allowed real estate developers to build condos, the more, the merrier for all of us. And now look at the mess those cities have become. Sometimes I think the obsession with constant growthiness is the ultimate guy thing, this endless fascination with growth. It's probably some sort of biological response to our inevitable deaths or something grow or die. The thing is, there's nothing sadder than an old bodybuilder, except the Austrian who married a Kennedy and became the governor of California, and an environmentalist, to boot. Who knew that, in fact, the truth might be grow and die? All of which is to say that maybe recessing the economy can be a good thing. Maybe a little shrinkage is just what the planet needs to catch its breath and come to terms with all those newly minted Chinese and Indian yuppies who are just as into stuff as we are over on this side of the planet. 
maybe a recession gets everyone their time back. Just imagine this, kids everywhere with a surplus of unscheduled playtime. Playing with their parents, who need to kill a few hours because they don't really have anything to do. Maybe the insane cost of gas turns more people into cyclists, and everyone starts showing up to work bursting with endorphins and pulsating calf muscles. Of course, you're poorer at the end of each successive non-work week, and that's no fun either. But what's that old Chinese saying? Before they got really really rich, they just created great pieces of eternal wisdom, that the Chinese character for crisis means not only danger, but opportunity. Or not. I don't know. All I know is that I started out looking for my daily dose of drama on the sports page, but lately, the business section has become far more dramatic than any postseason surge by the Tampa Bay Rays. It isn't even fun to read about the latest Yankee implosion, or Mets collapse. Both have become autumn rituals. The real drama is on the business pages, where no one ever wondered whether or not to root for more growth. They do now.